0: Welcome back to yet another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Phil, my good mate Spinkin, Drew. But there is no Kent, unfortunately. Uh, he's off in the US and um, choosing to be part of the problem and uh, hoarding some gasoline. Anyway, on with the show. Team, how are we? Good. Yeah. I am well. I'm well you too. Guys? Yep. Yeah. Well. It's nice to be in the same room again. Nice I to be know.
1: Inside. It's nice to see your faces, not in a computer screen.
0: And pixelating and going all blurry and then freezing for a little while and then having to guess when someone's talking and then suddenly hearing audio over the top of someone else and being like, Oh shit, they've started talking and I guess I'm <laughs> out of sync and I'm having to I'm not that.
1: gonna lie, there was some times last week, Philip, where I had to pretend I knew what you were saying because you were just so out of sync with the rest of us. Yep. It was so bad. Well, I had
0: to go and edit those episodes, both the last two weeks of episodes, so that was fun for me. Um, we just smiled and nodded a lot. There was a lot yeah. of smile
1: and nodding. And then you remember, you're on a podcast, so you actually have to say, yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, it was all fun and games. Um, but this week will be no different. Different sort of fun and games. Um, in fact fairly heavy topic to start us off. Um, We're going to be talking a little bit about Israel versus Palestine. Um, We'll move on to a little bit um, more lighthearted, I guess. Not really, but um, we've got uh, Tom Cruise and um, uh, the whole situation with the um, Golden Globes, the foreign press Um, association, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And then we move on to something even more lighthearted in the form of some title cards. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Shall we uh kick it off, Bianca? I think Israel we shall. versus um, Palestine.
1: So, this week, the if you have been living under a rock, you would might not know that the fight between Israel and Palestine has reignited for the first time since 2014. There have been tiny smaller disputes erupting since then, um tiny fights. Um a lot of it has been covered up and not reported about in the news because it's just Israelis against Palestinians and it's a big, you know, thing. But as CNN says, this is now building into a war.
0: Um, I think that uh, I would class bombs flying between Gaza and Tel Aviv um, as kind of signaling signaling that they're already, already in in war. Um, yeah.
1: I would... <laughs> I, I would kind of assume so, too.
2: Yeah. But look, let's get back to the beginning. How did this all start?
1: Okay, look, it's a very, very long and complicated history, but I'm going to give you guys...
0: Yes, please, because I'm not completely across Cliff it. The Cliff Notes
2: version for y- Philip. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'd like to say this is Cliff Notes, but this is stuff that is compiled. There, there is... I, I know the Israeli version, which, let's face it, history is always written by the winners... This is not that version, this is the Palestinian version, and I'm going to say it because it really gets reported on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so, Palestine or modern day Israel is the home of Jerusalem. Uh, this fight between everyone in the whole area has been going on for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah. So, Palestine is Jer- the home of Jerusalem, um, which is the holy city of three major religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And if you're wondering, how is it the holy city for three religions, it's because they're basically the same religion. They all stemmed from Judaism, then they became Christianity, then they became Islam. If you like to think about it, the easiest way to think about it is three movies. Uh, There's some people who really like the first one, some people who swear by the second one, and some people who are like, no, the first two are shit, the third one's the greatest. Mm -hmm. And they all hate each other's movies. Like the
0: Godfather trilogy.
1: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: also, haven't seen it.
1: They have been the three have been warring of who gets to live there for centuries. However, up until eighteen forties, the warring the warring mostly happened between the Palestinians. So between like maybe the year seven hundred and fifty and eighteen hundred forty. Yep. The warring most ha- mostly happened between the tribes of Palestine, mm-hmm. who were Muslim, Christian, and Jewish. So there are Christian that Jew- yeah, Christian Jews, there are Christian Palestinians, Jewish Palestinians, and Muslim Palestinians. That all kind of changed after the 1890s. So why,
0: why can't they all just be Powell this time? Continue, please. Next point, next, Bianca.
1: 1890s. Um, 1890s was when the Zionism movement started. Uh, you guys have heard of Zionists? Yeah, I just zionists? remember
0: seeing the um, Louis through ultra zionists episode.
1: So, to just explain, Israelis aren't necessarily Zionists. Zionists are not necessarily Israelis and none of them are necessarily Jews.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We when we talk about the Israeli Palestinian conflict you have to know that it's mostly about Zionists versus Palestinians. Mm. Israelis the Israeli government are Zionists but how far of the Zionist militant movement they believe in is up for debate. There are mm-hmm. Israelis in the Israeli government who believe Palestinians deserve better. They're not Zionists. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain why. So the Zionism movement uh, is um, basically the belief that Jews are entitled to the state of Israel. So the state of Israel is, if you read the Bible, Israel will, yeah, was... The promised land. The promised land. Is, um, Israel,
0: is the word Israel in the Bible?
1: Is it? I can't remember now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, so it's, bas- yeah, it's basically the promised land. And there were in the 1890s, uh, Theodore Herzl believed that Palestine, where Jerusalem is, was the Pal- promised land. This is the land that Israelis, uh, the Jewish are entitled to, and this shall be Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote, he is called the father of Zionism. He wrote an essay or a manifesto, depending which way you're looking at it called A Jewish State. He also wrote, he was a bit of a sci-fi novelist. He wrote, it's classified as sci-fi because it had futuristic elements of industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But the now, if you look at it now, it's like almost steampunk era. But back then it was futuristic. So it had futuristic elements of industry in it. And it was a utopian society um, where the Jewish ruled... What was Palestine and became Israel, but the interesting thing about it is Theodore Herzl wasn't a bad guy per se, but he was extremely <laughs> racist. He's
0: <laughs> not a bad guy, he's just look, he, he was just incredibly racist. He
1: wasn't racist in the way of, Oh, you know, these are assholes, he was just an old, them from an old time. Yeah, he was kind of the kind of racist where it's like, Oh, these people are dumb, yeah, pat on the head, yeah, you poor thing. We're better than you. Our nation are better than you. Um, But we want to help you. So he kind of thought that Palestinians were savages but very Mm. simple-minded. And he thought that they were ruled by money. He was like, oh, they'll do anything for money. They're very materialistic people. Um, So he thought that he could just buy Palestinian land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and he thought they would just be like reasonable and he would just go up to them and be like, Look, we're smarter than you. Mm. We can bring industry, we're gonna buy your land, here's money.
0: And they'd just go, oh. And they'd be like, Oh
1: yeah, obviously that makes sense. Mm. They weren't. Um Herzl got people to buy like offer Palestinians a lot of money. Or the pal I think about one or two percent of the Palestinians actually were like, Yeah, okay. Um, the rest of them were like, "Nah, fuck off." Mm. Um, and Herzl was so confused. He was just like, "Why did no one do this? Why did no one want <laughs> my money?" Like,
0: almost oh. felt like downbeat and like kind of like, "Oh, what yeah." You
1: mean? Like he was just like, "This makes no sense. We're gonna give them a better life. Not give them a better life. Sorry, yeah. we're gonna use their land. They didn't. He didn't necessarily want Palestinians there." Mm. He didn't mind if some of them stayed. Mm. But if you ever read his book, Alt Newland, which is the old Newland or something. its In English, it means old Newland or something. Old found Newland or something. Mm. Yeah. If you ever read his book, which is this utopian society, the Arabs who do live amongst the Jews are, like, very... They're smart, but it's because the Jews have taught them.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: the ones who live outside of the utopian society are all savages and dumb mm. and horrible people. And like, it's just really a weird book. I read it when I was 15, 14 or something. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, cause usually when you read sci-fi utopian novels, it's someone like who's from the oppressed. and he Whereas wa- this
0: time it's, he thinks he's from the oppressed. Yeah. Really, but he's he, absolutely not. No.
1: Um, right. Yeah. And this was before the Holocaust.
0: Hmm. Oh, so uh, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, so then, so he thought. Yeah, so that happened, and then didn't work. So then Zev Jabotinsky. I can't. Don't think I'm saying his name. Jabotinsky. He came along in the early 1900s, and he decided that the easiest way to colonize Palestine. He created this method called the Iron Wall. He wrote a another essay about it, and.
0: Gee, so we had an iron curtain and we have a bloody iron wall. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, so his way of colonizing Palestine was by getting the Brits to help because they were very, very good at colonizing people. (laughs) He got them to bring an army. Um, He writes about his plans to destroy the national... He wrote about his plans, sorry, to destroy Arab nationalism by dividing the tribes and refusing to recognize them as owners of anything. So he told the Brits to say... Sounds like the Australian business model. Yeah, so you've got to also remember Palestine was owned technically by britain at this point it wasn't a country it was a territory of the uk
0: palestine was yeah
1: it right. was a territory of the uk and
0: israel didn't exist
1: and israel didn't exist mm. but the the uh jabotinsky said to the brits mm. look at all these savages used the basis of what Herzl started mm. being like these are savage people and he goes yep look at all these savages they are tribes." And they were, but they were interacting villages kind Mm. of thing.
0: But it's almost like going in there and trying to declare like terra nullius kind of thing.
1: Pretty much. So he went in, he did this and he was like, if we, if you keep denying and saying that they aren't a country, they aren't a land, Mm. they aren't their own people. He would call them Arabs, not Palestinians. And Mm. Arabs is a race of people rather than a a sub race. But anyway, a race of people Mm. rather than an actual country this would create the propaganda to actually yeah. destroy them. And it mostly worked. The Brits started to not recognize Palestine and started to name it like an Arab territory, an Arabian territory. Yeah, And they came in and they basically tried to... They pulled a lot of people out of their homes, like literally... Pulled people out of their houses, moved Jewish settlers in, and then left. As Britain does, like mm. they start. Brit Britain UK is great at starting something and not finishing. Lights
0: it. a fire, walks away, and goes, "Oh, gee, something's going on over there. Geez, that's terrible. <laughs> I wonder what happened there." It's like, mate, you did that
1: pretty much. So he 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 created this. The UK agreed, but and they declared. Palestine technically uninhabited but again this didn't work really well because it just destroyed British Arab relations and then as I said Britain pulled out Mm -hmm. so when bribing and destroying the culture didn't work Jabotinsky oversaw the beginning of the Israeli military he thought we can make our own army now um he asked the UK for help Mm -hmm. the UK were like yep we can do this um, he, I need to also say Jabotinsky wasn't technically the leader of Israel or Israeli. He kind of got kicked out later in history of the of the uprising of Israel. But in the beginning, he kind of formed the armies, So he was important in the beginning. Mm. But at the time when he was important, he oversaw the beginning of the Israeli army. They all got trained by the UK army, who, again, good at colonizing. And the Israeli forces forcibly removed hundreds and thousands of Palestinians from their home. And if they didn't leave, they were killed. And it was the beginning of a genocide. I think they estimate to this day about 5.1 million Palestinians were murdered over the last 100 years.
0: So obviously the Holocaust was a lot more concentrated number of Jews that were killed. Um, More more Jews and in a shorter amount of time, but still... Yeah. And it's a little bit kind of like, well...
1: So, but they can't actually know what the numbers are because, again,
0: it's not, it wasn't a not country.
1: They didn't ever have to report anything. There was no records.
0: Yeah.
1: So, and how many people left? So they estimate by World War One about 100,000 people moved into Israel. Uh, Jews moved back into mm. Israel and took the homes of Palestinians' peoples. And I keep trying to emphasize, it wasn't just they took their land, they took their thing. No, no, no. Think of all of your furniture in your house and everything. Yeah. You just get told you can pack a bag of your clothes and then you, they, you leave. And then someone moves in and takes over like your kitchen supplies, your furniture, your couches.
0: Start seeing the food out of my fridge, Goes yeah. to bed in my bed. That's uses my laptop. That then... is
1: what they did. So this all happened and I'm going a bit long, but over the next 40 years up until 1948, there was all of this removal. Then by 1948, world war two has happened. The Holocaust has happened. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds and thousands of displaced Jews. A lot of Jews did not want to go back to their homes in their countries Mm -hmm. of origin because their neighbors had sold them out Mm. to the Nazis. Why would you want to go back somewhere where you clearly weren't welcome in the first
0: place?
1: Um, A lot of people struggled with this. Some moved to the US, some moved to the UK, some moved to Australia Mm -hmm. and... Other migrant countries. Bondo
0: Junction in particular. <laughs>
1: and then Israel. But the, And the other thing at the time is Britain didn't really want Jews to come in. They were like, yeah, yeah, we feel bad for you, but stay there. Mm. And they still owned this land of Palestine. And this Israel army had already by this point taken over a lot of the country. And they were like, you know what? Let's give the rest to you. Palestinians did uproar. They're like, no, 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 this is our land. We've already mm. been, for the last 50 years, we've had these people moving in. They've mm. fucking taken our houses. What the fuck? No, stop.
0: You can't give it to the people that are... Like, are, t-
1: are stealing yeah. our houses. We're like, and but, the, but a lot of Palestinians were like, we do feel sorry for them. Because again, the Holocaust was mm. terrible.
0: But at the same time, it's basically like the court favoring with the criminal robbing you. Yeah. Because, oh, but no, but... The, yeah, I mean, look, they've had a tough time of things of late. You know, some of their family has has been been killed and everything. Um, they are robbing you, but...
1: Yeah. So some Palestinians were like, yeah, okay, this, you know, the Holocaust was shit. Okay, let some of them in. But then some of them were like, hold up, no, fuck, they've already taken most of our places. Mm. So they came to an agreement with the UK that didn't really make sense to them. But the UK were like, no, 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 yeah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Like, we're going to take care of you we've been taking care of you all this time they weren't we're going to take care of you now they didn't uh 1948 the un came together with the uk the uk helped create this Mm. split in what was palestine so now it was half israel half palestine they split it up so the west bank and gaza Mm. were all palestinian territories Jerusalem was within a Palestinian territory, mm-hmm. but they had to allow access to Israelis because of the fact that it had such a mixed religion, diverse area mm-hmm. because there were a lot of Palestinian Jews. They were like, eh, okay, like, yeah, so we're not, it's not like became... we're going to shut down the synagogues. No. Like
2: it became a neutral zone.
1: It was supposed to be a neutral zone. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. And Israel became a country. Palestine did not. Palestine was still a territory. That day was called Israeli Independence Day. The Palestinians call it Nakba, which is the catastrophe. Then over the next 80 years up till today, they've been warring and the Palestinian territory has become smaller and smaller and smaller as Israel have forced their way and continued to use the same tactics they used in 1902 to steal Palestinian houses.
2: Right. So what started the current fight? Like, what's going on now?
1: Okay, so today's fighting... So after 2014, they kind of called a truce. There was supposed to be ceasefire. They haven't really fought since, but at the end of April, an Israeli court decided that the IDF were allowed to forcibly remove six Palestinian families from their homes in Sheikh Jarrah. Sheikh Jarrah is a predominantly Palestinian community. It's still in West Bank. So it's in Palestine. It's in what was supposed to be Palestine, but has slowly become Israel. Um, it was not ever supposed to be...
0: Outside forces should kind of go in and basically say, okay, you guys can't look after yourselves. This is the border. Well... As in the UK should go in and say, <laughs> we kind of start this mess. This is the defined border. Now you well, got to go back to it. We'll
1: get back to that. So they forcibly removed six... They, the, 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 the Israel court said... You're allowed to remove these six families. What's Israel called, Ken? You're allowed to remove these six families from their homes. Homes which they have built and lived in for 70 years, some of these families. Mm. Um, They ripped them out, and we actually have an audio clip of what is actually happening.
0: Is that guy just stealing their house?
1: Yeah. How? Okay, so there's this thing called... The Israeli city, they call them settlers. They're not necessarily all Israeli. A lot of them come from Mm. the UK and the US. If you listen to that clip carefully, the guy Mm. who's speaking, uh, Jacob, actually has an American accent. He, Mm. the tactics that they, he's moved in from America and he's using the tactics, the same tactics that they used in 1902, which one of them being... If people just leave their houses unattended, like they've gone mm. out shopping for a day, they will get the police to crack open the door, change all of the locks, and move in.
0: How terrifying.
1: Another some of their other tactics are more violent. That's actually the mm. nicest thing that they do. Because other of their tactics include firebombing, violent removing them from violently removing them from the houses threatening their lives and killing like animals and anything just to threaten them and scare the shit out of them. Um, so really that Secretary. guy, that lady is quite lucky because he was just trying to walk in and change mm. the locks. Um, the Israeli police and IDF do nothing to stop this. And the worst case I've personally see play out like through the news and all that was where one settler firebombed a house and burnt alive and an 18 month old baby And his parents leaving their six-year-olds their other six-year-old son the sole survivor with third degree burns all over his body the attacker's excuse was that he didn't know anyone was in there but he firebombed the place while they were asleep at night um he was later overheard at a wedding saying that it's a shame the six-year-old didn't burn too
0: obviously he was arrested yes
1: this was a case where the guy was arrested and sentenced to life imprisonment but a lot of people believe that it's because it made international headlines. It was the first of its case. Yeah. There were, there have been so many of these cases, but this is the first one to make international headlines Jeez. because of the fact that the other thing that they did was took the photo of the 18-month-year-old baby to a settler wedding, mm. and they all took turns stabbing it My and burning the photo. My God. Jesus It was really Christ. savage. It's It was just this terrible thing. But- Less than 10% of cases made against settlers by the Palestinians actually go to court. And out of those 10%, only 3% of them are convicted.
0: Right.
2: So this has led to Hamas throwing the bombs at Tel Aviv.
1: Yes and no. So then after this settler shit happened, the Palestinians protested on the streets of West Bank during Ramadan. Um, The Israeli forces then were like we don't want you protesting. So what they so this is the thing. They claim that Hamas military mo- members were in Al-Aqsa Mosque mm. and they raided it and there's footage of them attacking women and children and some of the men, well men, but you know, there mm. is footage of them taking attacking men as well, but mostly women and children during prayer, during Ramadan. For the equivalent if you don't understand, that's like walking into a church on Easter Sunday and starting to shoot it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Um whether or not the Hamas military members were actually there or not, I cannot find a single article that confirms that there was Hamas members mm. there. I can't find a single article that confirms that they found or arrested people. Most articles just glaze over the fact. And in response, Hamas sent... So so that happened, and then in response, Hamas sent bombs to Tel Aviv, like missiles to Tel Aviv. Yeah. But the Israelis have something called the Iron Dome, which is just a missile defense system that blocked about 90% of the attacks.
0: I saw that. I saw that on... Um, I was watching that on, on um, Reddit, seeing these um, anti-missile devices getting fired up into the sky and...
1: It's pretty amazing yeah. to see, I have to say. like, But it's still just horrifying that they have that technology in some ways. Hmm. Because then they f- use that techno- same technology to bomb Gaza to the shithole. There's like fucking weird footage of like weirdly scary footage of a building just blowing up mm. and then just silently collapsing because the audio went out in the Kef I don't know. Anyway. Mm. um, But then, yeah. So then Israel was throwing back. There were bombs were going back and forth. Mm. Um, a lot of people died in Palestine. I think about, 18, well, no, actually, what's the number that I've got? Six people have, six Israelis have died since um, the attacks began, while 53 Palestinians, including 14 children, have been killed in Gaza. But the worst part is that they began dropping, Israel began dropping white phosphorus on Gaza today, or yesterday, which was you Wednesday. You can't
0: do that. <laughs> That's illegal.
1: Yes, because... Oh, my
0: God, but hang, on, but hang on, if it's white phosphorus, like, that stuff burns at, like, 3,000 degrees or something like that. Like, that shit's toxic. That's horrific.
1: Yeah. And if it, it, it's basically if the burn doesn't kill you. Because have you seen those, like, cartoons where, like, something, an acid bomb drops yeah. on a table and it will mm. literally just go straight through and yep. go straight through the ground? Yeah. That's what it'll do to a human body. White yep. phosphorus. Nice. And if it hits you, the actual burn will leave toxins in your system that will cause your lungs and kidneys to shut down. And if Gee, that Israel doesn't... Israel's
0: playing hardball right here.
1: Yeah, and if that doesn't kill you, it gets worse. If, if you haven't actually been hit with it, the toxic fumes that it causes in the air, that'll kill you. So you have three ways to go. You can either burn to death... Be killed by the toxins when it poisons you by touching you, or be killed by the toxins that you breathe in.
2: Right. So while this is all going on, what is the UN doing?
1: They're actually still arguing over what their statement's going to be. <laughs>
2: that sounds right. about right.
1: Randomly, though, China joined the Norway and Tanzania declaring that they want an emergency UN meeting over the weekend, which is rich because if you want to talk about like countries using propaganda to hide yeah. genocide, <laughs> yeah. China's up there. But, um, yeah, it's definitely genocide, and no one's mentioning it, and, um, um, yeah. No one importance mentioning it. All the Palestinians are yelling this is genocide, but,
0: mm.
2: yeah,
1: no one, no, one, no one on the news reports are mentioning it's it. It's just kind of... Just, just
2: a thought. If you're planning to reclaim this land, why would you put toxic chemicals into said area?
1: White uh, phosphorus doesn't have, like, lasting... Lasting, lasting
2: residue. Um, I,
1: yeah. No, I, it's I, not like it's going to seep into the ground or do anything. Also, they've already taken majority of the... The reason why... One of the reasons why they say they've invaded West Bank is because there was a lot of agricultural grounds there. And they used Hertzl's theory of Arabs aren't that smart. Um, Palestinians aren't that smart.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, By it's say, the 21st century, so it doesn't actually fly anymore. So, yeah, well,
1: they said that they in, can't they need the agricultural lands.
0: I don't give a shit if you need it on it. If it's not part of your agreed land, you can't have it. Like, unfortunately that's the way it goes. So I think it's, I think again, if I look at the UK who are probably most responsible for the whole situation, um, besides the Nazis, um, in this thing coming to a head or accelerating the way that this thing was going. Um, I think that somebody, because they've proven that they can't play nice or get along nicely and they never could, i think somebody does need to step in i.e the uk and go all right, all right all right so what were the what were the borders that we defined last time oh they're back here right and your courts israel defined that you could have these bits of land yeah no that's that's incorrect you can step back and go back to the borders that were agreed upon back at you know end of world war 1948. ii so that's the borders that we're going to stick to um anyone on the other side of the borders yeah Maybe you've been there for some time, maybe you've been there for two years. You can pack your shit as in not the stuff that was there before, and you can leave. You've got a week to get back on the other side of the border because this ain't your land. Good. Do it. Or you know, we'll rock up with some warships on your front door and make you do it.
1: See, I I have this thing where a lot of people are anti Hamas, which is Mm. Understandable because Hamas is funded by a lot of terrorist organizations. Mm. But the reason why Hamas is funded by terrorist organizations is because Hamas mm. isn't getting resp- resp- like any support from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hamas is basically started out as a guerrilla warfare group mm-hmm. who were like, they're taking our land, we need to fight back. Mm-hmm. And then it became what we now know is a terrorist cell. But again, no one was helping them except for the terrorists because, I mean... Terrorists have an anti-Jew. So, so, so terrorists that look, Muslims in like Arab nations, like Afghanistan and Iran and all mm. that, they're anti-Jew. Mm-hmm. So they don't like Jewish people. Full stop. Palestinians aren't anti-Jew because there are Jewish Palestinians. Yeah, they are anti-Zionists, which is anti-settler Zionists. Zionism is the theory that Israel deserves a state. Yeah. Um. There are actually Jews. Who are anti-Zionist? Yeah, which is why there needs there is a distinction between anti-Zionist, anti-Jew, and anti-Israeli. Yeah, because anti there are Israelis who believe in freeing Palestine. That's where the confusion comes in. So mm. yeah, anti there are Jews the Jews who are anti-Zionist are anti-Zionist because the Jewish scriptures say that God will give you the state of Israel. Yeah. and they've gone and claimed the state of Israel from the themselves. Yeah. Um it's all really confusing. But so yeah, I under, but my point is I actually I don't agree with Hamas in a lot of things they do, mm. especially with where they get their money from.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I don't if I was a Palestinian living in Palestine and I was watching that happen to my family and my friends, mm. I don't know if I wouldn't join Hamas because what else can you do? The, yeah. the, so Palestine have been forced to, into a
0: corner kind of thing mm. or pa- backed into a corner.
1: Yeah. The Palestinians have tried yeah. to create their own army. Mm. Um, but Israel actually stopped them. Mm. They had support from the UK for a while in 2006. Mm. UK did try and step in to fix. That's what I was trying to mm. say. The UK did try and step in to fix some of their mistakes in 2005, 2006 they started training the Palestinian army. Mm. Israel got scared and were like, why would you do that? They've been...
0: Well, because of what you're doing, Israel, basically.
1: Yeah, basically. Basically, and... you're
0: shooting someone and going, oh
1: my God, don't get angry at me. Yeah, and, and like... then they 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 shot that down. They, well, R- that's a bad way to say R- it, but they shot R- it down. Uh,
0: before we move on, any thoughts on this? Um...
2: I actually, I, I'm still speechless at the whole thing, really. It is just a bit of, I think that's just,
0: well, we'll no doubt have time for more discussion on this in the coming weeks though. Cause it is, it no feels, doubt it feels it's
2: like it's long gone long. in circles for decades. And, like in circles. and even though it seems like it's coming to a head right now, I don't feel like it necessarily will. I feel like it
0: may just dip down and then just come to, back to this again, you know, boil, under, uh, boil yeah. under just a little bit and then continue to simmer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well.
1: Anyway, that's all. Yeah, that's all I know for now.
0: We'll we'll come back with another update in the next couple weeks. There's no doubt there's going to be more, as I said. Um, But in the meantime, let's head over to commercial. Shh.
2: back now tom cruise has been in the media the past week first of all he returned his golden globes in protest of the hollywood foreign press association and now he has broken his silence on the matter of his onset rant regarding COVID safety protocols
0: yeah well let's go um back a little bit of a step here and explain exactly what's going on with the golden globes right
1: so the golden globes are run by the hollywood foreign press association which has had a few controversi- controversies and scandals over the last mm-hmm. year. Its most recent one has, however, been in relation to its lack of diversity, particularly the fact that they do not have any black members.
0: Yeah. Um, the uh, HFPA is a group of journalists and photographers who report on entertainment in- oh, well, on the entertainment industry um, for publications based outside of the US, basically. So that's where the Hollywood foreign press
1: Yep, and now a spokesperson for the HFPA have pointed out that all the journalists from all the ethnic and cultural backgrounds, based in the southern, based in Southern California, who write for the international media, can apply. And also noted that the group's membership is majority female, with thirty five percent of its members from non-European countries, including Egypt, North Africa, Japan, India, Bangladesh, Bangladesh Philippines, Brazil. Argentina, Mexico, and Chile. Right. Sorry, my pronunciation tonight is. That
0: brilliant. is okay. When you mentioned um, Philippines, I thought you have. I, I wasn't paying attention for a second there. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> to look. Like did us? you look up? Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was what? Right now,
2: according to Mahir Tatna, former head of the HFPA, there actually hasn't been a single black member since at least
0: 2002. You were saying before, Drew, um, before we hit record on this, that the there's, there's a somewhat intensive criteria for being able to join or be a part of the thing.
2: Yeah. Now, look, according to the HFPA website, they, so they do have an application section on there. Mm. It specifies on their website, applicants should be working Southern California-based journalists covering the entertainment industry a legitimate foreign publication and must be sponsored by two current hfpa members applicants are required to submit 24 sample clippings of their work from the last three years they also have to have been listed in the mpaa directory of journalists for
0: the past two years but okay so so let's so with i'm this, not
1: gonna lie I only absorbed half of that because that was just so much.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, but, but, okay, okay. So, so let's say, um, so we've got an issue at the moment. Um, Hollywood Foreign Press Association is under the pump because of the lack of diversity. Apparently, there's no, been been no black members since 2002. Um, so, how would they, how would they fix this? The, the quickest way to fix this issue for any sort of PR um, or or glossing over this. Is to open the floodgates and let as many people of color in as quickly as possible because we know that's what they, they think a band-aid fix like that will fix the problem, or make the problem go away. So how will they do that with this, these rules in place? Because you can't just undo the rules of entry.
2: Right. So this is, this is where, this is where things are coming to a head. So basically it was brought up what, several weeks ago now, mm. and the Hollywood foreign press have gone, oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay, we'll, we'll make some reforms, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they put out their proposal, which A, is not very extensive, and B, is not going to actually take effect for a very long time.
0: Well, that's my point. Like, if they've got a criteria in place... So, yeah, it fix
2: it. <laughs> yeah. So so they're like, yeah, yeah, here we go. Here's our solution but you're going to have to wait because we're not actually going to implement it for quite some time, probably like sometime next year. And even when we do, it's not actually going to widen anything. It's not really going to be that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. So because of that, a number of studios have decided to boycott it. So Netflix, WarnerMedia, and a Amazon few others. Amazon and
1: Netflix were the first two, yeah, weren't they?
2: Yeah, they were. Amazon and Netflix were the first wow, two. Wow, hang on. So, and so then-
0: Jeff Bezos is taking a stand against... Some sort of humanitarian issue. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. my god.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> That's incredible. I'm sure, I'm sure there. we could do a
2: whole episode just on that.
1: Yeah. Gee, good
0: yep. on him, you know, standing up for the little guy.
1: Wait, pay your workers, mate.
0: Mm. Oh. <laughs> They'll piss their pants, but you'll stand up for them. Yep. So
2: so we've got a few studios we've had um, we've had some actors that have made statements to boycott it. And NBC have now said that they will not be airing the Golden Globes next year
1: for the first time in how many years? so, so
2: oh, I can't even remember. So they've always had it, haven't they? Um,
0: I think so. The alarm bells are ringing at the HFPA, no doubt.
2: Yes, so they are. They are now currently scrambling to give a new solution, mm. one that they have said will take effect from August this year.
0: Mm-hmm. See, if you but- if you got on it a little bit sooner, you wouldn't have to scramble let be think
1: can they fix this problem? Because the HF. It's Why would not you like want to be
0: a part of this now? If this is if this is but the it, attitude? it's them. not
1: like the HFPA have always been. Not even it's not even about race. They've always been exclusive fucktards. Yes. So, yes,
0: <laughs> they've also always been to me a little bit of a joke. I mean, again, we look back they are at a the joke. Uh, you know um, in order in order to to try and get as many of their mates in as possible or as many as much attention that, you know, aren't we cool guys? Look at all the cool guys we have at our party kind of thing. They gave, um, the Martian. Yeah. Best musical best comedy. Best musical com- com- comedy. Are you kidding me? Just so that way they could still have them there yeah. and nominated. They have, um, Ricky Gervais hosted and just take the piss out of them because yep. it's so pathetic. You know what
1: though? Like having Ricky Gervais host even after everyone didn't want him to host, Mm. was hands down the greatest move they've ever made. Yep. And the second greatest was
2: bringing him back to do it again. And
1: again. And then again, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they want views this year, they have to bring him back.
2: I can't imagine him being prepared to stand and do that. I don't think he'd want to. Now, in in amongst all my... If him
1: enough, I think he would. Sorry.
2: In, In amongst all my research for this, I actually discovered that there was a black journalist a few years ago who applied and was denied and was not given any reason why her application was rejected.
0: Sounds like... And
2: when the Foreign Press Association were approached about it, they just denied everything and said that to accuse them of doing such a thing was scandalous.
0: Well, sounds awfully like the um, HFPA then.
2: It does. So... Anyway, that brings us to Tom Cruise. So this week, in protest of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and everything going on with them, Cruise has actually returned the three Golden Globes he earned for Born on the Fourth of July for Best Actor Drama, Jerry Maguire for Best Actor Comedy or Musical, and Magnolia for Best Supporting Actor.
0: It's a pretty big statement to make, especially for someone who isn't very known for being so outspoken on like big issues like this in the public.
1: I mean, he does tend to tend to stay fairly quiet on matters, and I'm guessing it's because then people can judge him on his matters.
0: That's true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it it does seem like he's been um, turning that perception on its head this year.
0: Well, of course, I mean, I think it's it's um it's pretty fitting with that fantastic rant that he did, that massive kind of boom rant that he did a couple months back about the whole COVID situation and people not really doing their um. Yes,
2: yeah, so he's finally broken his silence about that this week.
1: Yep, Tom Cruise told Empire Magazine, I said what I said. There was a lot at stake at that point, but it wasn't my entire crew. I had the crew leave the set, and it was just a select people.
2: See, I find that even more interesting then, because if it was only select people in there, there's a finite number of people who could have potentially recorded it and leaked it.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, but...
1: Can I ask something? This mm. isn't about the rant. Yeah. Who did Tom Cruise give his golden glows back to?
2: So, my... From what I read, he he boxed them up and had it shipped to their office. So, it would have gone to the reception desk. Can you
1: imagine yeah, that? Yeah, but, like, that's basically... You know, you know those people who, like, get paid... Get fined on, like, for parking in the wrong place? And, yeah. and then they pay in coins. And they pay... The poor receptionist at the council who had nothing no, no, to fucking do with it.
0: No, see, see the way I the way I view view, view this, I, I see it as different because I view this as it it meant so little to him that he put. I can imagine the box looking just like you know, like you know, just getting like a regular brown box and it's got the black kind of printed yeah. text on the side yeah, of it. And he yeah, He just yeah. he's taped it up with like a packing tape gun, just that like tape gun. Um, I could, a I could of the see med- him doing chucked that. Chucked a couple of the medals in there, yep. put it in the mail, and went, "Yeah, send it." Rocks up at the desk, and the receptionist is like, "To the HFPA, signed by the office of TC." Yeah, <laughs> just opening up with a uh, a letter opener and just being like, "Fuck," and just seeing these letters, <laughs> uh, these these medals. Golden just, The yeah, poor receptionist, the and then kind of look, scrambling through the phone list and being like. I didn't have a contact number to the big wigs because they obviously don't give a shit about who I am. I'm just a lowly receptionist. Yeah, where do I and send this to? the highest person they can being like, "Um, you better get down to reception because, fuck. That person coming down and being like, oh my god, I'm going to have to show this to the big guys. And then calling up the leader of it and being like, <laughs> you never get what's, what we just received. We've got a shipment of some awards. Oh, really? They've come early, have they?
1: They're no. Tom Cruise. They're all for Tom Cruise. There uh, These ones have
0: <laughs> been returned. What do you mean? Who are they from?
2: Wait, we gave him an award?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, well, God, how disrespectful. He never got one from the bloody Academy. Um, yeah, so, uh, look, I don't know. I mean, they're in serious strife here. But I get it. All of it just reeks of half fastness doesn't it? Like, oh, yeah. oh, you want us to do something? Oh, don't take away our bloody airing. Oh, for God's sake. All right, um... Quick, get some ethnics in. Quick, quick, quick. Go find someone. Put them in. Put them in. Put them in. In. They're not dark enough. Get someone else. Like, I can just... It's just... It,
2: oh. Weirdly, I, I'm kind of impressed that they haven't pandered like that when so many so many groups have been pandering as quickly but as possible they're to they're fix a problem. To they're, but, they're going But to But now the they have to. Yeah. But... In this case, it would have been better if they had just gone, okay, we need to fix a problem. Mm. Let's actually create something good.
0: Well, I'm going, oh, yeah, we'll get to it.
1: Don't they take a photo of the Hollywood Foreign Press posing with all the nominee- nominees every year? Or Yeah, It
0: probably looks the same yeah. as the Australian
1: no, but Olympic, Olympic. The Academy doesn't photo.
2: because there's over 200 members. The, oh, they, they don't do it with the know, Academy. You know, with
1: the Golden Globes. They yeah. get all the Golden Globe, HFP, yeah. whatever, Hollywood yeah. Foreign Press to... Get take a photo with all the nominees.
2: Yeah, they're meant to. There's only there's only 48 yeah. members.
1: How have they not known that they're all white all these years?
0: Oh, they again, not, Bianca. It's the same as the Australian Olympics. They just, just don't talk photo. about it. Yeah, they're but, all just white. But, but it's but they're attend.
2: not technically they're not all white. The argument in here is European that there is white. no one black because mm-hmm. there are people from Asian countries. There are people from. Um, in the Middle East, there are people but all, from India are in no no, no,
0: no, no, but hang on. All these people, all these countries that we've just listed are all historically racist against black people. All of them yeah. that we just listed.
1: No, no, but, I, I, well, sorry, I just remembered all the Asian anti-black commercials that <laughs> just pop up sporadically every now and then. Oh, there's then. that clip. The they're clip horrible, one. but it's just funny when everyone gets shocked <laughs> by there's, them. There's like, so they happen turning. every year or so, one pops up, and every year or so, everyone's like, oh, my God, how could they? I'm like, it happened two but, years ago. But there's ago. also the it's clip on YouTube
0: of the the um, black guy with the Iron Man mask that scares, uh, jumps up and scares this older Asian couple, and they're like, oh, like you start all this kind of thing. He takes the mask off and he's black and they scream and run it <laughs> up, like, you know it's like
1: and every time something anti-black wait, and, wait racist and see my come, real
0: superpower yeah.
1: every time something anti-black and racist comes out of Asia yes it's horrible yes it's thing but I just every time people are surprised by that I'm like
0: this is not there is
1: there is a thing about a girl in Japan who was born with brown hair mm. she was born with brown hair yeah And people relentlessly bullied her and said that she wasn't Japanese because they were racist to her. She was Japanese. She was just born with brown hair for some reason. And they made her dye her hair at school. Uh, That's what most Asian countries are sadly like.
0: Well, I I mean, and again, I guess we can say...
2: um, Until she was old enough to dye it pink and white.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Every
0: other color that
2: teenage girls there dye their hair
0: yeah again um i guess we can say best of luck hfpa and uh well done thomas mapatha mapatha tom for um, doing Box- the
2: most yeah. out of
0: left field move possible boxing up those awards That's also his
1: also his rat was pretty good i oh, i still have this theory that one day tom cruise is gonna leave scientology
0: i do too i, do, I firmly believe it'll happen yeah, he's, uh, yeah, but...
1: anyway, okay, that might be to for work. another week. We can yes. discuss that, because let's go to the quote.
0: Okay, and now it's time for What the Quote. Drew, the quote last week was... That's some bad hat, Harry.
1: And that was said by Chief Brody in Jaws, but it's also a bit topical this week, because we are talking about title cards, and that's from Bad, bad Hat, hat Harry, Harry, Productions, Harry Productions, as we
0: all know yeah. from House. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, well, yeah, no, that was a good one. Very topical. I like that we do that. Uh, um, Bianca, what is this week's quote, please?
1: I actually uh, need some help, Drew.
2: I think I can assist here. Shall we uh, get into it? Let's go. Darth Vader has asthma, so name me one Star Trek character with a respiratory disease, because I'm drawing a blank.
1: Name me one Star Wars character who's gay.
2: Well, no one's gay in Star Trek, so why would I even do that?
1: Captain Picard?
2: Okay, Captain Picard is not gay, he's British.
1: And if you guys know what that is from, please reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Insta, any of our socials. And now back to the show.
2: And we're back again. Now, much like our quote, if I were to say, that's some bad hat, Harry, would you think of the line from Jaws? Or would you assume I'm talking about Bad Hat Harry Productions behind shows like House?
1: If I say, bye, have a great time, or bye, have a beautiful time, do you think of Family Guy or American Dad?
0: Now, if I say, uh, do you (laughs) automatically get the Game of Thrones or Sopranos or Sex and the City or Last Week Tonight with John Oliver theme song? Straighten your head after that, you know, the classic sound from HBO.
2: If any of the three were just mentioned ring true to you, then you're sadly suffering from TV addiction. It's not all bad, though. This segment will be relevant to
0: you.
1: Yes, this week we thought it would be fitting to look at some of our favorite movie and TV show title cards, or production cards.
0: Yes. Now, um, if I take a deep dive into one of these, one of the ones with probably the most interesting to me um, interesting um references or creations behind them Mm. um to me it is the one that bianca mentioned which is underdog productions um now if you ever watch an episode of american dad um yeah there's there's a um uh, it's a company that was co-created by seth mcfarlane um and the tv show was created um in part by seth mcfarlane as well he also did family guy which is the one that most people know but American Dad's my favorite of the two. Um, now, Underdog Productions is an offshoot of McFarlane's Other Company, which again is responsible for some movies like Ted's, uh, Ted's, the Ted films. The
1: Ted films. Um,
2: A Million Ways to
0: Die in the West. A Million Ways to Die in the West, and then Family Guy as well. Um, Fuzzy Door Productions. Is it now, also
1: The Brown Show? Cleveland. Cleveland.
0: Uh, What did you just say? The Brown Show. Isn't
1: it called the Cleveland Brown Show? It's
0: just called the Cleveland Show. But yes, his name is Cleveland Brown.
1: I thought it was the Cleveland Brown Show. My name is Cleveland Brown. I can't remember Cleveland. I am
0: proud to be... Yeah. It wasn't
1: like that. It was. I thought it was the Cleveland no, Brown Show.
0: So the Brown Show. Oh my god, it <laughs> sounds terrible. Okay, when I <laughs> quick, t- <laughs> say that. quick tangent. I will never forget Amazing HFPA
1: Race. should put more black people. I in I will the never Golden
0: forget Rose. America uh, uh, The um, American. Um, sorry, to go down the, for the, being
1: We should get
2: someone bit. called Cleveland.
0: So, so quick, quick tangent. Um, the um, American, for God's sake, Amazing Race had an American-only based season where they only traveled around America as a family, <laughs> family season. Um, and there was one family called, um, one family that were African American and the host kept referring to them as the black family. And I really was horrified by the fact that they're calling the, you know, the white kind of Alabama family were named the Smiths. And then we had the Jacksons and like, um, the Warners and all this sort of stuff. And then we had the Black family, and I was like, "Oh my god, you can't say
2: that!" Did he at any
0: point say the Blacks? No, just the Black family. Okay, <laughs> um, their last name was Black. black. <laughs> so I
1: thought it was the Cleveland Brown show, and I okay. couldn't remember his first name. I'm sorry, okay. that was in- no. This,
2: this show was not made in the 80s. Anyway,
0: <laughs> anyway, back to this. On with the show. Um, yeah. So, so um, the. The production card itself, which is basically a cop or a security guard at the very end of the episode of um, American Dad, stands there, looks at the camera, and he says one of several things. It's either, bye, have a wonderful time, or bye, um, have a beautiful time, or bye, have a great time. um, Bye-bye, see you soon, or have a great day, or have a great night, that sort of thing. Um, The nice thing about this is that the man that says all these different things, um, is uh, his name is Officer um, Apina or Pena, um, and he worked as, as a security guard at the offices where Fuzzy Door um, and Underdog Productions were based. Now it's believed that he was a Venezuelan migrant um, or immigrant, um, and um, there's a couple of different stories or ideas behind why he would um, why he was on this. One of the ideas is that um, or, or reported stories um is that the production company or companies wanted to be able to pay him something like $500 an episode just to be part of the the team or something like that pretty big amount of which the producers said no absolutely not are you kidding me why would we do that they got him to do these lines and then they had to pay him royalties for every single episode that he appears in which is every single episode which i think is really cool mm. that's one idea the other I one like a little bit one. yeah the other one a little bit more in favor of the producers is that they wanted to kind of get everyone involved everyone from the studio everyone that's um working on the lot at all um involved or um part of the team and so they put off a subpoena in here so that way they really did have everyone there as part of the on-screen um team
1: i feel like the first one's more likely because more if it's the second one yeah what happened to like the secretaries and the eas and exactly. the admins
0: exactly mm. um now i think what is the nicest part about this this isn't kind of um um speculation this is what it was the reason he says those lines is because on cue this is how he would um as people were leaving and heading out this is how he'd kind of ended he'd wave them and say that as everyone was leaving so they were like no yeah get him to say this line because that's kind of the one that i've heard him say that sort of thing so that was really nice um the other little um interesting tidbit about it is that there's a tie he's wearing a tie and the tie on it has, like, a leopard print sort of thing, which is the same sort of print that appears on Fuzzy Door. It is, yes. Just, yeah, it's just a cool little um, spin-off thing about it, and I think it's really cool. I like that. It's my f- favourite kind of one of these title cards.
2: Aw. That's really nice. Well, look, um, certainly one that sticks out for me is Chuck Laurie's vanity cards. You know, oh. I know we've all seen them. We've all watched at least one show that he's made. Um, I certainly remember first seeing them when I was a kid, my parents used to watch Dharma and Greg and I always noticed at the end of every episode, there just seemed to be this writing at the end and it went so quickly. I could never mm. catch it in time. And then I noticed it again when two and a half men came about. And by that time, you know, we, we had digital TV where mm. you have the ability to pause.
0: Or, and it would be skipping. Yeah. Recording it. Yes.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't get the, the fuzzy mm. um, tape <laughs> if you tried to pause it. And it was really interesting, like, the fact that he was writing something new every week. And when, when it got to the point where people were absolutely sticking around to look at them each week, they, they got more interesting and more complicated. And he started adding things in, like, pictures mm. and just anything that could be a little more creative with it. And now, I mean, he's put a bunch of them into a book, into a coffee table book. And if you go to his website, he's got all of them catalogued there.
0: I have a question for you, Drew. Yes. I mean, you mentioned that something about um, with pictures and bits of information and kind of um, relative yeah. or, or related stuff to what we've been talking about at the time. Yeah. What the hell are they? Because they're just, they're just one big paragraph of writing. What the hell are they about? Are they nonsense? Or are they actual cohesive like, instruction paragraphs uh, about something, some sort of topical? So
2: it's it's more, he's talked about it before, that it's, it's like an exercise for him for keeping his mind sharp. Mm. And he just gives himself each week, he'll write something new. He sometimes has musings on life and mm. things like that. Other times he'll talk about topical things. He wrote one that addressed the firing of Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. And that's a good one.
1: That is an interesting one. It yeah. is a
2: very interesting one. Um, certainly one one that I loved a lot was that his shows copped a bit of controversy at one point over the overuse of a laugh track. And he responded by taking a photo of the live studio audience and making that the vanity card that simply read underneath it, our laugh track
1: was that the um big bang theory yeah one the because like, is that was that to do with the fact that they did it, someone edited an episode and removed the laugh track and correct it just seemed
0: yep no but i think that's a little bit unfair taking a picture of that audience because you're basically pl- plasting every single person in that audience as a fucking idiot for liking such a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> that's really slack i wouldn't have put their faces on, on
2: you realize screen. you're sitting next to one of said people
1: Wait, have like you been to a story? show?
2: I do like The Big Bang Theory. What about it, when... it
0: do you like, Drew? That show is so awkward and funny. I feel like unfunny. it
1: has to do with the fact that he's Jeez. a dad because my dad likes oh. it and so does my uncle. It Theo.
2: was something where my family sat down and watched the first episode together and it became a show that we watched as a family and we watched it through oh, to the end. I do so feel like we watched the first season as
1: a family. And then we there, all started to it's drop just, off.
2: There, so were a lot, there were a lot of shows that we did that as a family. But with, I'm just, this but was that, one of them. But that show is just so
0: crappy and dumb. Like Anyway, we can good. debate Big
1: Bang Theory another week. Anyway, i with the show. My one Poor is quality. Gracie Films. Yes. Uh, for, if you guys don't know, uh, the one by James L. Brooks played at The Simpsons. Yes. It's iconic, in my opinion. I think, mm. it, like, you watch Simpsons and you know the Gracie films thing's going to come out. I, th- I think of it almost as a part of the theme song. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, it's it's the dark movie theater where everyone is talking and then the woman on the screen shushes everyone before Gracie Shh. Films appears on the cinema screen. The people in the cinema talking actually were the voices of the Vens Fox CEO, Garth Anseer. A music composer, Jeffrey Townsend. Um, they were in, then doubled and tracked to sound like there were heaps of people in the room. And then the mm. shh is done by Tracy Ullman. Oh, the first love, yeah, episode that. of Simpsons it was on the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah. So
0: yep. I love that so much that it's, yeah. I
1: just love it. Shh.
0: And then obviously that one changes sometimes if it's like a Halloween episode or something like that. I think the most common change to it. Is again that the Treehouse of Horror ones where it's like someone screams and yeah, then it that. goes <sighs> like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Or um. even even now in the post uh, Disney Fox world, when you look at it and you can see Mickey Mouse sitting in the cinema. What?
1: What? I've, I've never. Watched, I haven't watched any of the episodes. So before.
2: the recent, um, the recent animated shorts that have gone on Disney Plus mm-hmm. have had Mickey sitting in the audience in the Gracie Films logo. I'm gonna have to watch it.
1: I don't know if I want to or if I have to. I remember yes. the first time I saw the Gracie
2: yeah. Films logo in widescreen was watching a movie that James L. Brooks had directed and seeing it in there and went, oh, 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 it's not just on The Simpsons. No. And it's then, of course... The it,
0: part when you see something so synonymous with something yeah. something else. You're
1: like, yeah, because I, I actually almost used to think of it as a part of the theme song. Yes. Like, it was at the end of the... Like... Mm. And then... Shh. like i just dun, thought of that as dun, one yeah.
0: Yeah. um some of our other famous uh, famous favorite ones though looking at production companies though we've got
2: fremulon, fremulon. fremulon. yeah bad Doctor. good old nick
0: um, love it so much <laughs> um yeah that that's that's a really big one for me we have bad robot which i remember from the end of lost always would be bad robot got- that's fantastic. And Castle Rock Productions, obviously at the end yep. of Seinfeld. Worldwide um, Pants. Yes, at the end of Everybody Loves Raymond and David Letterman.
2: Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.
0: I remember <laughs> someone saying that in something else as well, but I can't remember
2: what. Um, Adult Swim, <laughs> ding, dooza. Dooza.
0: Yeah,
1: Showtime.
0: It's Showtime. I just think of that um, after Dexter, just the do 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 do. It's like, yeah, it's, it's brilliant the Showtime one. Um, yeah. What about ABC it's for kids? kids? ABC! Yep. I <laughs> love it. Um, there's some movie ones. Scot Free, it feels like a movie in itself. Oh, it's beautiful, um, isn't like it? Like a watercolor kind of um, yeah. painting. Kind of. It's brilliant. Um, Disney, there's all the different ones. There's the Pixar one, which I remember from Toy Story, which I'd remind you guys of earlier tonight. Yeah. Um, there is. The
1: classic castle. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. Do you know what
1: else I think is a title card? But we don't. It's not a title card, it's a commercial, but it's also kind of a title card all the disney kids who had to do the, the mickey disney mouse mickey mouse, mouse
0: face thing. you yeah. are watching
1: the disney channel that is it is the, we didn't talk about it i was just thinking about also universal the end of
2: disney. the end of every um macca's commercial where the m traces out and goes ba yes Another.
0: um a universal scene i love oh, I, I really yes. like the change in the special effects to it so like Back to the, like Jurassic Park 1 um, in the 90s with the really kind of plasticine looking Yep. Earth. And then the
2: 1997 update.
0: And then it became the, the 75th anniversary one um, yep. at night. And then that became the normal one. Yep. With the gold around the outside. And that then the 100th
2: anniversary one. one where they jazzed it into Even further first century.
0: That's right. Um, DreamWorks. Yes. Yes. And how sometimes when it's Shrek, it's got the Shrek kind Shrek of the on the S's. Yeah. Um, I love that that's got Spielberg that's by Spielberg. Spielberg, Spielberg Katzenberg Geffen, the SKG um, There's of, Amblin yes. uh, with the ET bike in there. Um Sony pictures. You Sony, you did, you saw Sony Sony ago, and Sony do zoom the, the boop? It zooms into the, and then it zooms in on the O, the yep. light on the O. Um, um Columbia TriStar, we have Lucasfilm which which used to have the Fox The Fox right, fanfare. Right. Yeah. Um and then there's Marvel which goes on for about seven hours. I love the
1: Marvel new one. And I, I love do how too. they update it depending on what's mo- like, like come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also then they did the Stan Lee one. The Stan yeah. Lee one made me cry. Really
2: nice. And Michael Giacchino's fanfare for it is beautiful. But I even like, I don't know if you guys remember, the old Marvel one oh, before the- Marvel Studios. <laughs> yeah, the flick, the comic book yeah. flick. And how the comic book would be whatever the movie was. Yeah. They it changed every time. From whatever so if it was in- X-Men, the X-Men comics were on it. Yeah. I
1: appreciated yeah. that. They also did it, they used it in Kick-Ass as well because Kick-Ass is a Marvel comic. Yeah. And they used all the Kick-Ass. Yeah, I liked that. Well, I also
0: liked with Kick-Ass, the, the Marv one. I liked Marv. Episode. Yeah, the Marv oh, that, oh, that one's good, That's yeah. um
1: that's Marv Wolfman. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I really liked that as well.
1: Um, Anyone else? Paramount?
0: Yeah, Paramount, the, the stars flicking in the water. There's a couple of TV show um, I guess sort of ones. Um, like title cards themselves. Obviously, there's, um, Frazier. There's. Law, law and order. order. Give me Law and Order Bianco.
1: Hold on, I'm trying to remember. It. It's, uh in the criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated squad who de- investigate these vicious felonies are the detectives known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. Yes,
0: <laughs> dun, dun.
1: I think I got it wrong a bit at the end, but I, I got most of it. There's
0: Rugrats with the baba. That one. That another, another
2: studio one. Very quickly, was Point Grey Pictures, which is Seth Rogan's company, and it's the it's the the desk in oh, the classroom, yes. and they jazz it up for whatever movie it
1: is.
0: Yeah, I it's just, always different. Um, the Office yes we have yeah. that's all folks from looney tunes
1: scrubs the yes. the the, the x-ray. x-ray thing
0: and lost just the words coming up in lost mm. and i always love on the lost one because it's shitty early 2000s special effects there's a little bit of a glitch in it you can see like the do you
1: remember do you know how the like the last it? possibly like up until i think i think up hmm. until game of thrones came out title cards replaced the jingle the the songs at the beginning of the movie yes yeah pretty much yes they ju- most shows just had a flashy title card, and that was it. And that was it. Yep. But now I think music is coming back to a lot of shows.
2: Yeah. Well, I liked that Frasier did the music with the title card. The. Do 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 but they do do also do do had. Do do
1: Baby, I hear the blues. I call it. They had. As, both. But that as was, as was their credit. That
2: was their credit music, though. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, but as does Law and Order. Law and Order has. Do do, 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 do.
0: The title card, but
1: then yeah, they got yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway. That is the sound, yes. uh, which means we are at the end of the show and we need to dub our sick Kent of the week.
0: Yes. And yes, we, we had a
1: conversation this week beforehand and I think we all agreed across the board oh, yeah. there was only one clear winner for this week. No one else came close this the, week.
0: This man is the uh, the savior for um, Palestine versus Israel. Yeah, they need the to ship potential him savior.
1: They need the to savior. ship him to Palestine and be he's, he should save... <laughs> Yeah. He could save, figure out all their issues by doing one simple thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He moved the border.
0: Yep, he did. In so his tractor.
1: He, a farmer in, uh, the, in, um, who lived on the border of Belgium and France grabbed the border the, the marker. Rock, the
0: cornerstone, the, rock, the, the borderstone. Uh,
1: and moved it 2.3 meters <laughs> back into France uh, because it was in the way of his tractor. Yep. Which is perfectly acceptable in my opinion. Yes. Um. And then it, a whole council had to gather just to determine that where the border had to go. But he. But the best part was like I, I. I'm watching this documentary. A whole council had to gather, and some reporter was watching. Was, was like reporting from the border and like the bo- the marker had been right there against that tree. A whole council had to gather just to point out. Just to point border. out the border had been right there. Against that tree It was just blocking his way So he moved it
0: He's a true champion
1: True champion
0: He is our sick end of the week For this week Without a doubt Indeed he is And on that then Drew I say thank you Bianca I say thank you Audience I say thank you Thank you Philip Thank Thank you. you Bianca
1: Thank you Drew Thank you Philip Thank you
0: very much And Drew
1: we say
2: We say Bianca
1: Yep